Hello, and welcome to the 194th episode of the Cue It Up podcast, the only podcast that still comes with a money-back guarantee. I am your host, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the Cue It Up podcast. Guys, today on the show, we're going to give a brief rundown of what we've been watching in the week. After that, we're going to get into a spoiler-filled review of the movie Bust Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So if you've not seen that, tune out. Go watch it on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, so it'll be there no matter when you listen to this. And come back and listen to our thoughts on it then. Uh, with that in mind, let's get into things that we've been watching the week. Mikey, start us off. Oh, me? I see oh. you got your thing out already. I've got so. my eye googer. <laughs> let's Google. specific. Very let's true. see. I got a lot of stuff here. Um, all right, so watch the Hustle and Flow. Yes. Yes. Hot out there. Yep. When you're trying to get the money for the rent. With the Cadillacs and gas money spent. And then you can't say say the rest. You can't say the last one. Uh, Just a second. Uh, Can we observe that this is another movie that makes it so that you should not be talking about movies, the the fact that you've not seen it? That's true. You haven't seen this? He's the one that I get mad at the most. I've seen plenty of great movies. You haven't seen Hustle and Flow? I haven't seen Hustle and Flow. Well, you haven't seen very many. What's that dude's name that does that? That's the only Craig something? I don't remember. Craig. Does, did uh, Black Snake Moon? Yeah, that yeah. Name is. Um, uh, How did it hold up, man? Oh man, I love that movie still to this day. It is, it is an absolute masterpiece. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I, uh, I also actually right after that then watched Idiocracy for the first time since it came. It's out. not good. What? Uh, it's not it's good. Fun. Are you kidding me? Um, here's the thing. I, we have observed on this podcast before that. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of little things that Jared doesn't like, and mean-spirited movies definitely fall into that category. I don't know if I've ever seen a more mean-spirited film uh, than Idiocracy. But uh, the but the character, the main character, is not mean-spirited. Right, Eric. That whole movie is about as mean-spirited. Uh, yeah, well, and, it, and they're also social coming, commentary. It's also social commentary. True. I'm I'm fine with social. Here's the thing. Maybe you should. It go might back even have good points. I am not going to sit and enjoy it. Maybe you should like go that. back and rewatch the, the it. Two because it's pretty scary. How predictable. Uh, the how two characters in there. I will say this. You can say what you want for what he says about society. Obviously, it's a parody of the world where people have become dumber over time, and then you have someone from our time who's not very bright make it to that time and then seems like a genius. That's the, mm-hmm. the gist of it. So obviously people are just society is being treated as we've devolved into idiots, but the two main characters of that are not mean spirited at all. So I it's agree. like, I, I, I disagree that it's a mean spirited movie. I think they're very Nick. Where do you lay in on this? I don't, know. I don't really like it all that much, but I don't know that I would have pointed it out as mean spirited either. To me, it almost seemed kind of pretentious. Like the person who wrote or made the movie was kind of like telling me the entire time he thought he was smarter than everybody else in the world. So I don't know. Mm. I didn't care for it, but I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) What else did you watch? Uh, Then directly after that, I watched Cocaine Cowboys. uh, Uh, The documentary. Yeah. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I've never yeah. seen that one. Huh? It's yeah. on Netflix yeah. still, right? right. Oh, is it no, Co- Cocaine How- Cowboys Revisited? Reloaded is Reloaded. the one to watch. Yeah. Because it's yeah. they basically combine Cocaine Cowboys 1 and 2 into one movie. Oh, okay, cool. So Yeah, it's a fascinating one. Where'd you watch that on? Uh, I had to find that on Hulu. Okay, Hulu. So but it's this... not Reloaded, though. Sorry. It's just the first one. So is this about, like, 
drug cartels? It's or? about the guys that transported it into Florida for a long time. Oh, and like it's about the drug trade it. in Miami. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know what? I was at someone's house. I think I might have seen a clip of this, yeah. or if not, that something very similar. Like it's, about anyway. it's one of the only right. documentaries that I thought the music is so good in this. I would listen to the soundtrack to okay. this movie. Right. It mm. is so shockingly well made too. Yeah, and that's. That type of storytelling, what was going on in the 80s at that time in Miami is crazy. The Wild West. Yep. Uh, And then, of course, right after that, um, actually, I did that backwards. I watched The Infiltrator first and then Cocaine Cowboys because you guys guys will not listen to me. I don't know why, and I'm starting to hate all of you for it. You need to watch that movie. I'm telling you, you will all. What are you talking about? I don't know about him. What movie are you talking about? It's the movie The Infiltrator. I've I've watched it like four times and brought it up four times, and every time you guys never remember. I what literally it is. have it's no memory. What's his name <laughs> from, uh, from Breaking Bad? Though. Yeah, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston, and he is an accountant. Well, he oh, works yeah, for. Look terrible. Yeah, well, go see it and tell me it's terrible because I'm telling you, you're wrong. I saw it. It's terrible. It. You did not. No, I didn't. Yeah, you should really watch it, though. I'm telling you, it's incredible. All right. And I'll, especially if you like Cocaine Cowboys, because it falls along the I same line. I thought he was going to say, line. especially if you like cocaine. Oh, no. Where's your brain? Cocaine's a heck of a drug. Yeah. I don't know. Where's your brain? You said you brought this up on the podcast four times, which you have which not. You got, I have two. I Does do. anybody else have no memory of this? I don't have I, memory. I, I do I not remember. This. So I think it's very possible he brought it up once. Nah. No. I've nah, seen it. Never. I've seen it about it four happened. times, and every time I've seen it, I brought it up. Must so be right. I he's know. Confident. Well, yeah, because every time he's I tell never, you guys it's a great movie, you need to watch it. You he's never do. Never been wrong. It is on before. Mikey Flicks, by the way. Ever. It's running no, a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I definitely won't forget next. I time. doubt that. Six percent. I doubt that. Six percent. No. All right, it's a seventy. I thought so. No. Um, then, uh, then not, the next day, I decided to watch Saving Private Ryan. Not even gonna pretend. Um, Masterpiece. Yes, and then Forrest Gump. Then Fargo. My goodness, man. Did you watch anything new, though? Uh, Yes. What did you watch? Vice Principals. All right. This is the HBO. It's funny, but I haven't seen it. You need to watch it. I saw a little bit of one episode. Of Even though I, I think that you're, I do think that you're not gonna. Okay, now wait a minute. Wait like a minute. Not. not everybody knows what this is. So, Vice Principals is a comedy series on HBO with Danny yeah. McBride and oh Walter Goggins, the guy yeah. from the guy from Hateful Eight. Yeah. 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 Um, now I have we, seen we saw this. Like two episodes, I think Nick and I did. Really? Yeah, I remember watching it. It was a while back. It now. takes it's like it, right when it first came out. The first few episodes, you don't really know where it's going, but once you kind of figure out, well, honestly, all the way, I'll tell you this: all the way until the season finale of the first season, mm. I was questioning what was going to happen. I could not. It's I and now I don't know if Nick would like this because the way I can categorize it is it almost goes into like shameless territory where. You cannot believe what these people are doing. Yeah, but now I've never, always wanted to watch Shameless. I've never seen Shameless. I've, that's just what people have told me, and so I'm going with that. All I right, so know. I have seen Vice Principals before, but I've only seen the first episode. And to watch say that I did that. not like it would be an understatement. Um, I hated it. Wow. Um, I love uh, Eastbound, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. So I thought it was a perfect match for me. From the moment it started, it wasn't like something happened in the episode and I didn't like it. The humor from the beginning till the end, I thought was horrible. It takes time. You well, it's. I don't just, even have access to HBO right now, so I've got it a little Mikey Flix. I don't seasons. have access to that, so we'll, well you be should all right. Access it then. <laughs> 
let's, but let's not talk about illegal things on the podcast. <laughs> I would like access. He already has access. All right. Well, there's that. Yep. Well, so you, well, That's it. and you're recommending it, obviously. I I think. I, I, he's he's either going to really like it, or I know exactly why he, he won't like it. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, Nick. No. I watched a couple episodes. I was very lukewarm on it. I didn't yeah, lukewarm. We were, if we, you're because I was lukewarm probably up to ep- episode three or four. Okay. If you do th- that one, then you'll. I don't know. Uh, we were, you'll know by then whether or not you're going to. We like were it. in all in agreement. I think it was. Eh. Buh. All right, Nick. What about for you, sir? Sense of humor. Uh, you know, I haven't watched anything new. It's been all mystery science theater and Christmas movies <laughs> for me this week. Uh. Did you watch Literally. any uh, good Christmas movie this week? Uh, what did I watch? Uh, oh, uh, oh, no. Watch the Christmas Carol. Oh, I rewatched the um, the Man Who Invented Christmas. Not a great movie. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, so it was a movie that came out last year about Charles Dickens writing a Christmas Carol. So it's the story of him writing. It. Oh, I would like that. Um, it's very fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's great, but it is very fun. Yeah. Well, that story is like. I mean, it is very near to my the heart. Best, right? Not only that, but structurally, uh, I don't know if a story comes better yeah. than the structure that is it's the A truth, Christmas man. Carol. Especially the Muppet one. But anyway, Agreed. <laughs> um, it is um, streaming on Amazon Prime if you're interested. All right. I will try and check that out this time. Um, Eric, did you watch any Christmas movies this week? Uh, just the little bits that I watched with Nick. <laughs> but I did watch uh, a movie that mm-hmm. all three of you have seen. I watched Hereditary. There you go, sir. Hey. It's about time. Uh, Thoughts. Welcome to the club. Yeah, that that is a that's <laughs> awesome, well right? Movie, man. That <laughs> yeah. Is, um, I'll say this. I I can't say specifics. I'm a little sad that Just I went this. I, whole, I, we we sometimes think because we're doing this podcast now what, what that people know is. what the new movies are. Um, I try to always keep in mind that someone like me is probably listening to this five years later and may not know what Hereditary is. Hereditary, Give us a very brief rundown. Hereditary picks up at the. Uh, uh, basically a family after the uh, mother of the family, their, her mom has died. So, so the, the grandma of the family uh, has passed away. And so it's kind of the aftermath of that. Um, yes. She's not, she wasn't exactly uh, seemingly a mentally sound human. And her daughter is showing cracks of, of you know, uh, Tony Clemens. Who, by the way, I think I can make the case for this. She's the best actress alive. I wouldn't she's argue. Up there, I don't know if I, I would wouldn't say argue. Best. I, I would have. To I mean, the best is always tough, but she's definitely. definitely I've never tough. like even like a movie. I I'm not. I'm. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I really do not like the movie Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, no matter what, though, no matter the movie I see her in, she is incredible, mm-hmm. and I think her performance in uh, Hereditary. If that don't win an Oscar, then they just need to start closing up shop as far as I'm concerned. I think they're on the their way performances don't come much better than that as far as I can see. What were you be, saying? Oh, I was just saying, I think they're on their way to closing down the Oscars anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't even watch them anymore. No, I was going to say, and I don't if, think anybody watches If Jared, movie anymore. watcher... As a matter of fact, I think we observed this one year where yeah. I was like... What does it say about four guys who get together and do and a podcast about movies? Not one Oscars. of us actually Aren't the Oscars yeah. like... I literally can't tell you what won Best Picture last year. I can't no tell you idea. what was nominated. I was going to say, it's like... Was it, was, I haven't was cared nominated. since The Artist. Yeah, that was kind of a dividing year that for That was like too. 2011, I think. The Artist? Oh, a silent a movie, movie that yeah. nobody saw. Oh. I'm sorry. Anyway, that's I think just the my year opinion. it started with me was when Slumdog Millionaire won, yeah, which I thought was a perfectly fine movie. Right. 
But like Best Picture should mean something, and that movie what else was, was just that okay. year. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I just remember I thinking think this is a standard is a film. Darn good movie, but uh, I, I, it would just depend on what else came out that year. I'm not willing to make a judge on because it, it's never. Yeah, I mean, Gladiator won. But, but the thing is, is like that was a terrible year of movies. Yeah, the thing is, and Gladiator like, was a great. That, that's film. my point: yeah. is movies are not competing against every movie that's ever been made. They're competing against the movies that were of that batch of that yep. year. So it's hard to just look at one without knowing the full facts and there, say that deserves. There's an been Oscar a long string of movies that didn't really deserve it though yeah. there really has if you well, really look into it uh harvey weinstein uh <laughs> really 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 changed it forever um i believe it was the cider house rules was he, he kind of invented the campaigning for yeah. a oscar strategy and then the thing is miramax started cleaning house and so everybody else were like well yeah. we have to yeah and it forever changed how it was done uh, yeah. Anyway. Used to you would buy an ad in Variety. This is probably an hour long conversation. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So back to Hereditary. Um, basically, uh, this is what I'll say. There's a um, inciting incident that happens early in the film that change that 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 affects the family. Yes. And so the movie is about the fallout of that and just other other things. And I'll leave it that that vague. Um, the movie was absolutely amazing. Um, very well done. We I had heard nothing but praise for this movie from yep. anyone I talked to like talked about the cinematography just how solid of a movie this was that it also actually fell in you know basically the horror genre and you just don't get movies like this in the in that no. genre I um I will say this I, the only thing that disappointed me about it had nothing to do with the film it's that the what the inciting incident was got spoiled for me like the day before oh. I watched it. Um, not not well, not specific. Yeah, not specifics, but enough to where like in the moment it was happening, I knew, knew what was going to happen. Oh, and that's the part that made me like scream at my television. That's, yeah, that's the part of the movie. And if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. And I don't like doing this on podcast, but there's no other way around it. We there have is to no. Be vague. Uh, yeah, when that part happened, that's really when because there's a movies will do this sometimes where I get. I, I'm always trying to figure out where we're going, and I get this comfortable feeling of okay, I know where, 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 what type of story we're telling here. And then Hereditary has that moment that we're talking about, and I went, I have literally no idea what I'm watching anymore. Like yeah. this movie completely changed what I thought I was seeing. Um, and I'll also one thing to add about Hereditary before we move on. Um, I don't know if the sequence has the effect on other people as it does me. The there is a, I'll say this, there is a dream sequence where a mother talks to her son. That sequence haunts me. Yeah. I think about that sequence often. There, The mixture of horror but also real emotions that's tied into that scene. Um, I don't know what it is. That scene uh, terrifies me in a, a way that few movies ever have. Yeah, it is is definitely a, a recommend, and it's a movie that when you're done, you're gonna want to go back and and research more and look into it. Which is kind of what I heard about the movie, anyway. Yep. As I had friends talking about yep. it, um, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely gonna get watched again. I don't, I, I'm not a giant horror guy, so I don't know if it's something I'll watch all the time, but it it will definitely get a rewatch. And and Dowd is uh, also another one. As soon as I saw, uh, her, by yeah. the way, I saw. Did Anne you see Dowd her in the uh, before she yeah. got a speaking role? Yep. And so when I saw her, I go, you don't just place Ann Dowd there yep. unless she's coming back later. So I was super happy when she was a part of the movie. Yeah, I um, saw her. It's in if, the If you're uh, unfamiliar with scene. who the actress Ann Dowd is, if you, you if you listen to this podcast, you know we're big fans of the show The Leftovers. Um, she's the character Patty from The Leftovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of The Leftovers, I was uh, me and my wife 
finished up uh, Better Call Saul season four or five. I forget where we're at right now. Yeah, the the newest season. And there is a scene where, do you guys remember Gladys? The... Yeah, uh, I don't. She yeah. was my most hated of the uh, the GRs or whatever they were called, and she was in it. And I immediately had a dislike for her, <laughs> and I had to remind myself that it's not actually the same it's character. Yeah. Okay. So actually, I, we did finish that show. Uh, we beat this horse too often, so I'll be very quick. Uh, but uh, that show is probably the best show on television. Um, yeah. Every season is incredible. There's a scene in the final episode. Uh, I don't understand how uh, a TV show can be as good as that show is consistently year by year. Not only that, but it's a lesser prequel to an, uh, another show, uh, and it's still as good as it is. So uh, I, I can't recommend it I, I need to finish the last season. So. Um, I also finished up Jack Ryan. I, I did talk about this last week, so again, I'll try to be quick on this one. Um, I only had two episodes left to go, and I said, if as long as it nailed the landing, I'll give it a recommendation. It does na- nail the landing. The ending, uh, the final episode is actually very good. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a show I can get super excited about, but if you're looking for a above average intelligent action thriller, it's, it's a very good quality way to spend your time, but not a high recommend. It's just it has some TVisms that I mean, because the the show is really trying to tell a morally complex story, but almost every episode there was something that's like, well, that's not how it works. And they're just doing it because it's a shortcut and they don't want to have to explain how, again, global economies work or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so the the show is really well done. It it just has some um, some shortcuts that really irritated me. Having said that, it actually has a very good storyline about a character who's one of those guys that um, uh, drone operators mm-hmm. has a little side story of a drone operator that I think is probably the best part of the show. Uh, it's one of the smallest parts of the show, too. So, All right. Uh, let's see. Next thing I'll talk about, I, I've only got two more things. Uh, this one, I watched an Ethan Hawke film that I was really excited about watching. It's a film called First Reformed. Uh, this is a Paul Schrader film, if you guys know who that is. Uh, he's the guy. He was famous for writing Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, First Reformed is a movie about a priest whose church is dwindling and kind of goes on a downward spiral. Uh, The film was very good for the first half. I really did not like the second half. And I think the ending is a betrayal of the entire film. Um, I was actually very excited. It's a movie that Nick and I should like a lot. And as a matter of fact, I was excited to tell you to watch it until about halfway. And then was like, this is I'm I've been sold a false bill of goods. I'd actually like to go back and see the trailer again and see if, the trailer represented the film because when I saw the trailer, I thought it looked incredible. It said, looked like a pastor looking over his flock of sheep. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, that's not what the film was about. It ends up getting very political out of nowhere. And I don't know. I just was very disappointed in the film. Hmm. Um, Mikey should watch it because he doesn't notice those things in movies. Yeah, he would be like, there's no political message in that. What? Oh, First yeah. Reformed. It's streaming on Amazon in case you want to watch it. It's a very well done well-made film. Uh, my, I'm going to say without getting deep into it, probably my own views on life made it so that I didn't like the film. With the exception of, I would anybody that liked that film, I would like to ask them about the ending. Uh, the ending really upset me when I watched it, so uh, I can't say more without getting into it. Okay, now the thing I watched this week that I am super excited to talk about. 
Uh, so I've seen two shows that just absolutely blew me away recently. One is um, Haunting, of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House, which absolutely was tremendous. But I actually think I found something even better. Hmm. And this is a show Nick recommended. Oh, okay. I had no inkling to really get to oh, it. I love it when I'm right about stuff. The Good Place. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, right? Guys, this show is bring the house down good. Now. All right. How much of it have you seen, though? I've seen the first two seasons. Two seasons. Okay. How far are you? Uh, I don't think I finished the second season yet. Okay. The first season is great. Yes. Uh, the final episode uh, is a truly, truly, truly great. Yeah. And it gives you more insight into you know the deeper uh, thoughts of the show. Saying that, season two is one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, season two is an epic fantasy story, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It has I all the hallmarks of it. In. I was trying to watch it on like whatever station streaming mm-hmm. service that it was. And it was, was just was it NBC rough. or CBS? I don't NBC. Know. It's an NBC show. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I didn't even want to watch. That's actually why I didn't want to watch it. it I don't watch stuff on network it television. It puts a bad stigma either. on it immediately because we yeah. just assume it's bad. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, NBC had the office, man. That's true. Yeah. But carry away. Doesn't. It, I, statistically. That's funny. true. I, with the exception of adult and uh, animation. Like, you know, Bob's Burgers and stuff like that. I, I traditionally just don't watch anything on network television. But The Good Place is one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, it is extremely funny. The characters are good. The moral fabric of the show was so fascinating to me. Uh, this show had me, like, I had dreams about this. And, like, <laughs> That's awesome. this thing infected me. The second season, I don't know how to describe it in, unless you've, you're going to watch it. But I mean, the, I have a little snippet to, to kind of give you as a kind of an example of why I love this show. There is a, a, a part in the second season where a demon who is trying to maybe clean up the way that he sees life is trying to not kill an artificial intelligence because he is bonded to it and sees it as a friend. That's the type of storytelling that we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, in okay. the show. I know what you're talking about absolutely blew my mind. There's, I love There is it so stuff much. on this show also that is just genuinely funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First of all, actually, Kristen Bell is very funny. Uh, you know what? That's my one, one complaint. No, it's not that oh. she's not funny. She is badly miscast in that show. You think so? Um, okay, so I, I was I actually thinking I like this. her. Uh, anyway. Take another different NBC show that I'm a big fan of. My Name is Earl. Uh, when I watch My Name is Earl... Uh, I'm being sold that Jason Lee is a used to be horrible person who is now on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. I buy that. Jason Lee looks like a dude <laughs> yeah. looks who like could be like that. I'm sorry. I do not see Kristen Stewart as that type of character. And that's <coughs> Kristen, what they're trying Kristen, to sell. You think she just Kristen looks Bell, too nice? Right. Um, yeah. Like whenever they know, try man. to flashback and show her real well. life, it comes off as so false to me. Uh, I don't she, know. she looks her personality and again that's how you cast is how a person's True. perceived and I guess that. I don't have that much you, you never background even said of, you just kind of assumed but you never even mentioned what good place is about uh, oh, it yeah. is about a woman who dies uh, is uh, in the good place which in all intents and purposes is heaven uh, she has shown her life and how great she did and blah blah oh. blah only to as soon as uh, the people leave you figure out that Something got mixed some up. paperwork was mixed up. She is not the person that they think she is, and the show is about her trying to maintain the ruse and stay in the good place. Yeah, it gets much more complicated. Uh, it has 
genuine like there's a character that's not so smart in that when mm-hmm. you find out how he dies yeah, yeah. oh i i was dying laughing breathtaking yeah it is he's he's great i also love when they ex- when um ted danson also is very funny and mm-hmm. he's explaining how no religion has got it very close except for except for that one guy who got really high <laughs> yeah and his friend was like what do you think happens when you die and he goes on a two-hour rant and he got 98 percent of it yep. correct yep. Uh, mike uh, are you gonna watch this no you would like the show, would, dude. It's an NBC show, right? It is. I'm good. Streaming on Netflix, though, sir. <laughs> um, All right. Is it still Let's on NBC? On. Because yeah, the reason is. here's the thing. The reason I because Nick, <laughs> Nick was all about it like a I don't know a year or two years ago or whenever it was. Whenever it hit Netflix, yeah. The first and time. then uh, I watched a little bit with him, and I wanted to pick it up, but then there were rumors at the time that it was getting canceled. Uh, so right. like that's why I didn't hop in. So yeah. like, are we sure this show's good? It's to still go? on. Str- okay. It's still on season three. Because so. that's that was my only hold up for for starting it and and going through is because I why didn't want to. Why does that st- really matter? But I don't want to start something to that, that I that I feel like or know is going to get not for that kind of show. It doesn't. It, I will say it matters less to me for comedy, but the storytelling yeah. in that show is above your average. As a matter of fact, guys, here's yeah. here's this is one of the things I love about the Good Place so much. Um, I don't know anything about show creator, but what the show is at its deepest is uh, moral philosophy. Yeah, there's a character who is the quintessential moral, moral philosopher, philosopher, and everything that's wrong with those type of people. Yet here's the thing: that's all the show is about. It's yeah. all about moral philosophy, the trolley problem, if you know what that is. Um, yet it, what it does is it packages it in a funny, bubbly, bright package that the average person that's watching it is not going to know that what they're watching is moral philosophy wrapped up like that. I think it is a masterpiece. It's one of the best shows I've ever come across. So um, I cannot recommend it enough. With that in mind, guys, are we ready to talk about the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Let's do it. The movie that Nick picked for this week. Very wisely, I mean. I, I, I agree. Is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, this is a Netflix original. just came out. Uh, it is directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Currently holds a 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, even though it had a very mild uh, theatrical release. So I don't see any point Did of it? I didn't even know that. They, they Netflix to has do to do that. it for uh, gotcha. award, uh, gotcha. sh- award show consideration. Purposes. Yep. It's eligible. But I don't think, again, I don't think it matters what it made uh, as far as money wise. Uh, let's go around. Um, this is a different film than our normal. We have conquered anthology films before, and I figured we would just yeah, what do we do? go VHS? through that way. So, Ugh. yeah, VHS was yeah. the only other one that I can think of that we did. Uh, what we'll do is let's go around and give our star ratings as far as the package, the whole film. Then, what we'll do is we will do brief reviews of each one going in order. Um, and of course, we can reference all six at any given time. So if you've not seen all six, no matter what, it's all good as soon as we start getting into the review. Um, I absolutely love this film. I wish I could give it five stars, but I am going to stay at four and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna do five, five for me. Love it. Uh, five stars. Okay, then oh. I, I'm open to hearing something before we get into it. I because I. 
this is one of those things I meant to go back and rewatch this and see if I missed something. But can someone explain to me the ending of the last segment? And this is the the coach that's getting to yeah, the hotel. You, like, I think do you not so. Understand what, what do you mean? Like when you say explain, so the ending, I what am the point completely understanding is? everything up to when they're going into the hotel and nobody wants to go in. Okay, so he oh, just yeah. before you explain it, yeah. at least. Let me say so you what didn't I didn't get think. the whole point of the whole segment of that. No, segment. no, no. Just let me explain this. I, I, I was Eric's, following Eric's everything. Trying to be pretentious right no, now. I'm just, just saying. Like, clearly, he's no. That but clearly, he's I'm smarter than clearly. you. I know what a, happened, and you don't. This is an idiocracy. We already uh-huh. know that Jared's on the. Okay. Doors. I do not ever try to pretend to be more than I am on. You this try podcast. and say words that you can't pronounce constantly. That mm. may be true, but at least <laughs> I know what they mean. Right? You can read them. I hope so. I've right. never been caught in that one. You might get me I don't mispronouncing know. them. Would you, would you ask right after every time you say right. No, no, no. Word. I only say about I right. the it's pronunciation. Endearing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go. All right. So what I was getting is you have these very diverse people in this uh, cargo, and it's putting them off against each other. And immediately at the point when they ask the driver to stop, and he's like, he, he never stops or something like that, I thought to myself... Are they all dead and they're on their way to hell or heaven or whatever? Okay, but where was that said? Because it wasn't. I think the idea of this segment is at some point on this journey, the the riders that are riding with the um, quote unquote, I was going to do it with my fingers, but I decided not to. um, Bounty hunters. Here's how I took it. I don't know if you guys that they become unsure whether or not these men are basically grim reapers taking them to the afterlife. Yeah. And they even and they, call and themselves to the point the where they're too scared to see what's behind the door of the hotel. Did you notice that um a movie with great production values? Yeah. There's no way this is a mistake. The doorknobs? No, not just the doorknobs. Did you notice that the buildings are two dimensional behind them? Yes. No. I noticed it is that. obvious. Right, like and look. again, like this movie goes out of it. There's there's cor- corners are not being cut in this movie. Yeah. And as soon as I noticed, I went, I'm not the only person that, like, I'm, I'm not sure. just seeing yeah. the curtain, the man behind the curtain. There, there is a, something to this whole series that's a little bit fantastical, uh, purposefully cheesy. Sure. Um, yeah. Like the wings in the first segment, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, there's kind of this idea of that's almost cartoonish about it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so I could see that. Okay. Uh, so, because uh, we'll get back to this one when we get there. But... I did I miss something? Was there something that actually was the tip of the hat that I missed that mm, let them know this? They they Ooh, talk about so. no. I mean, there's nothing again for sure. You're supposed to be in the same kind of role as what they are of like unsure of what's going on. But I mean, they they literally call themselves reapers. They talk about yeah. how that their role is to distract people as it's going down, like kind of thing. Like, hmm. um, it, it's in and, and and they I forget they say a line of like people are you know, n- never ready for it. Like that kind of thing. Like when, when they get out and I mean, literally the doorknobs even are a cherub and a goat. Yeah. Like, and, and they, and no one wants to open the door. I, oh. I, like I said, if I, I was wondering that already, the name is literally the mortal remains is the, uh, the name of the, uh, um, segment. But w- when they do that shot out to the, where you see the, the, the stagecoach driver, I, at that point I stopped wondering. I was like, yeah. okay, we're, we're seeing this. also the way that they're carrying that body up the stairs uh-huh. to the, the light. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know this is it, but I was like, I I thought I must have missed something. See, I there. think it's the body that throws me. Yeah. And here's why. It's also like the first time I was kind of in your boat. The second time, I think it's obvious that this is what they're going for is 
people to have this discussion of were they really reapers? Were they, you know mm-hmm. kind of thing? The body throws me off because if everybody in the coach is dead, how come the body is a body? A body, yeah, yeah. Right? too. Yes, but it's just like I don't know. I, 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 I just. It's it's the symbolism of the fairy man is like so high. In yeah, what's going and I on think there. when he gives that speech about watching people try, how he likes to watch people trying to navigate into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. They are, I, at that point, I just by looks, and it's it's pretty um whatever. Anyway, that's the point where I was really like, oh, they all think that they're dead now. Like this is a guy. I actually I wasn't sure myself. Like. Is this guy actually doing this right now? Yeah. Is he watching them try to navigate their way through this? So let me say this. Uh, my intention was to go one, two, three, four, five, six, but we're already kind of digging into six, so it doesn't make any sense to circle back to it later. Let's just continue our discussion about this one. Mikey, what are your thoughts on this one, the stagecoach one? Um. Well, I won't lie. I didn't realize that all that was going on. I was actually <laughs> fine with it. Just they were kind of thinking they were dead, and you know, uh, it's almost like uh, Tarantino esque. This one. It, well, yeah, it's, it's like a, straight it's, out of Hateful Eight. Yeah, it's I mean, basically just people talking yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. The conversation to me is interesting and funny. Yeah. Sorry, I'm honing in. But, my but they they managed to still separate the three versus the two. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's a conversation, but you feel like. There is one side of that coach, and there is the other. Mm. Um, and like I said, that's obviously intentional. But and and again, there there were moments in this. I, I started thinking it. I started thinking, you know, more that this was what it was later on. But earlier in that scene, I am wondering this thing of: Are they playing with us? Obviously, they're going for that. These people are being ferried to the land of the dead or whatever. But is that actually what's going on? More and more, I saw. I can't. I still. It's a. It's a Coen Brothers movie. I still can't tell you a hundred percent. That's what's going on, but I feel that's what by the end of it, that's the, the what I took away from it. Yeah. But I, I like I that hate the, to be this guy, but you're not supposed to know. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You're not yeah. supposed to know. I like though that the characters, those three on the side of the seat, figure it out at some point, but no one will say it. Yeah, and they're it, all too afraid to even mention it. And they're, they're all, all too afraid to go <laughs> first. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, ladies first. <laughs> like someone that. has to help me down. Yeah. I want. I don't want you guys to have to rank each one. You know, in tiered order but i what i do want you to do is if it's your favorite or your least favorite say so and i'll say this this is by far my least favorite really this Um, ride's pretty high in the middle for me in the middle yeah i'd have to sit there and i had thought about favorite i hadn't thought about least favorite so i I don't really know this This is the only one that i shrugged my shoulders at and i was i was liking it all the way up until he starts telling this the camera's zinging in on that weirdo so i will say this here's a reason why this even though it feels weird, okay? And mm-hmm. it feels it, in a good way, but it feels weird. This one, more than any of the rest of them, felt like a campfire ghost story mm-hmm. to me. Um, when he talks about the the midnight caller and just like it, and just it, just all of it when it's going on, which is also a story that they reference in True in Grit. True Grit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is, is like the all of these stories feel like good, and not that they're ghost stories, but I'm saying they all feel like good. Little fantastical yeah. stories that would be told around like a like a Western campfire or something sure. like that. So like I I like the idea of that one taking on the yes that crazy fantastical ghostly like vibe of it. I I, I like that they're all not just flat out you know just straight Western tales. Like ah this this could have been done in a train car in modern day. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't need to be the West. It's just the, the place where it was set. 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it I think it gave off a, a different vibe from the rest of them that it, it set itself apart. It's one that you, you somehow I was going to say you won't forget because it's different. But yet Nick forgot was in. The, I just realized Nick forgot was in the movie because he came in as I was finishing it. And the when the I uh, didn't forget it altogether. I just he's like, oh, I thought that was reason, the last one. The one. And then the mortal the remains starts up. So. so I was like waiting to do <laughs> some stuff. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I had an interesting thought when. Uh, just a, a couple seconds ago. So I did give this movie four and a half stars, and it's based off of my, not dislike for this one, but my, I wasn't I wasn't super pleased Confusion. with it. The problem is that this is the last one. This yeah. is the note that it goes I think on. if you hit this one in two or three, I probably overlook it more than I did. I don't know, man. I like this one being the last. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah. I also only saw this movie once. Okay. It's very possible I'll go back and watch it. I was pretty tired by the time I got to the final one. It's very possible that I go back and watch it and say I should have given it five stars. I actually would have thought you'd like this one. I yeah, really it was the only one that I actually I have didn't quite know what to do with. Okay, I'd like to this hear isn't it. about this one though. So are we good to move on? Yeah, let's my hear prediction it. is this: your favorite is meal ticket with the guy who doesn't have arms and legs. Okay, oh. also my least favorite. All right, how how close am I? It, it is not my favorite. Oh, okay, is it uh, up well, there? Uh, I would say that's probably my third favorite. Okay. All right, interesting. And we're about to do exactly the thing yeah. I said I didn't want to do. <laughs> See, now, <laughs> if, I, if I've got to say, if I've got to say, one's my least favorite, which I hate doing because I really did like this one. Yeah, I, I liked all of them. Honestly, the wagon train. Honestly, oh, really? but no. I mean, I look at the rest of it. Oh, I love that one. Or I'm sorry, that's the what gal, I wrote down. The no, gal. I'm sorry, I wrote that down. That was. That was my. I'll bad. say the. Um, that's what I called it. The one we were just talking about, where they're all. Oh, the, uh, the last one. Yeah, the uh, the, the stagecoach. Stage yeah, but I mean, I really liked it. Um, I, I can tell you what my least favorite one is, and it's the funny thing is, is I again, I I gave this movie five stars. I really liked that segment. I just feel like it's missing something. There are fun moments of it. There are plenty of fun moments, but Which the overall story. I'm, I'm saying the overall story. I feel is lacking in that one. And that Which is one? the no, the James. I'm saying the James Franco. The James Franco. Okay. So the shot. No. Let's no. stop doing this. Let's okay. go back to the beginning. Let's start from where we should have before right, I derailed fine. us. Um, we're going to talk about the actual ballad of Buster Scruggs. This is going to be a really long episode, by the way. Probably going we'll, through we'll each see. one, especially because our intro was like thirty yeah, minutes. Or something. I was. Gushing about uh, yeah. the good place. You right. did do a lot of gushing today. I love the good place, yeah. man. All right, uh, let's go around and talk about Ballad of Buster Scruggs. All right, uh, Eric, start us off. So, are we doing the whole movie or the first segment? Just the first segment. Just okay. the first, first segment. segment. Yeah. Favorite segment. Mm-hmm. The, okay. No, this Which, is my favorite. Way, it does kind of bother me that they named it after the first one. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm be- get something to drink because, because what I thought was going to happen when mm-hmm. you present to me the the title of the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And then you show the setup for how this is, which is a singing cowboy, which to me was my most enjoyable segment. I, I like I said that the way that he acts in this, and yeah. the way that he's so nice yet is so good. Like when he kicks that table and makes the guy shoot himself in the face, like, oh yeah, yeah. Brown, like multiple times, like, and and the fact that even after this. He becomes an angel, meaning that he's killed all these people, but he's done it like in this way that he thinks is like he's always had like he's always tried to be a good person doing he's it. It's, a good place, it's everybody else that's uh, won't let him just be a nice guy. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he's still like viewed as that and allowed to be an angel, like I, I I'm just saying, like, everything about that segment is just pure cinematic joy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when even when he when he 
dies at the end and the other uh cowboy starts singing like and, and then it becomes a duet um <laughs> I'm saying I, I got so hyped up for what I thought this movie was going to be, yeah. and I still like the movie that it became. But this, I, the only the only bad knock I could give about this segment is that it put a it put a weird spin on what I thought I was getting ready for. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be these different stories, and it's going to be like musically based, where each one's probably going to have somebody singing or doing something in there. Um, I was all ready for it. And I was like, the reason it's Ballad of Buster Scruggs is because the spirit of Buster Scruggs is going to sing about or tell us that we're going to get something from... It's it's as if Buster Scruggs is sitting around a campfire singing us songs about these stories. Yeah. Not at all what the movie was. Um, I thought he was going to be a central figure. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like the narrator, basically, yeah. is what was going to happen. And Well, when I went to watch this the first time, I didn't even know it was an anthology series. <laughs> yes. no, I, didn't I mean, I'd seen the trailer. It does not look like it. No. So I was... At so about halfway through that one, I was like, this story doesn't seem like it could last two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended, I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, so I, that's the only knock I'll give it is that it, it, as much as I loved it, I, I almost think, feel like it's a mistake to lead with what I felt was your best segment. Um, oh, I disagree. I mean, I wasn't quite, cause here's why, sorry. Uh, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into, um, with the super cheesy cowboy singing on the back of his horse, which is like almost an American yep. standard, right? When the first time he shoots somebody and it's like ultra violent, yeah, I was like, "Oh, I'm in the movie." So I think it's a I do great way to start. I'm saying like I feel like it started out great, but I feel like it's the law of diminishing returns. I, I liked every other segment, but I compared every other segment to the first segment, and none of them, as much as I love them, were well. That's your good. own fault, I think. So I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's hard to to balance it out properly, I guess. But I think, like I said, I think this movie, I think the first one set me up in a weird expectation of what the rest of the movie was going to be in terms of each individual segment. As I saw the second segment, I kind of go, "Oh, okay, they're not like they're each one literally is its own um, story." And there are certain things that will tie um, each story. But uh, yeah, it's called the Cohen brothers and their weirdness. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's little like I mean, not all. I, like I said, there's I, I there's probably more. There's a ton more than I caught. But I mean, there's a couple things where one story references like another story kind of thing. Um, oh really? I didn't pick up on that. Like, I mean, something well, I would like to pick up. Well, do we want to? Or I thought we we're trying to do. I was like, I could jump into how like a couple of them. Just but, give a save it. give the most obvious one. Um, I, I would say one of the most obvious ones that made me laugh was uh, when you have uh, the guy climbing the tree and he steals the eggs and uh, he he grabs four and puts them back, but keeps one and goes. I mean, well, how high can a bird count really anyway? And it's yeah. after the scene where the the man gets rid of his, where Liam Neeson chucks his friend for a counting uh, rooster, like a counting chicken. It, I think you're stretching. There. No, that's intentional, man. Uh, you don't throw in I lines like that. I didn't notice it, but I can see it. About a counting chicken. Uh, you also have uh, mm. the very first scene of this, or the very first one of this, is Buster Scruggs refusing to play that other guy's hand. And then the final one is them talking about that. You have the French guy talking about how everybody gets dealt their own cards and you can't play somebody else's hand. Like, mm, I don't know. Uh, also, by the way, that 
I did I'm not, not sold. I'll I caught you. that. What I didn't catch about that is what because I didn't know. Even though I used to study poker a little bit, I didn't know this poker reference. So what, the dead man's hand, what is called the dead man's hand, mm-hmm. is what Buster Scruggs looked at and saw. It's uh, a pair of aces and a pair of eights. So it's like reportedly what uh, Wild Bill Hickok had. I've heard that before. Had drawn before he got yep. shot to death. Boy. So that's what like when he looks at that. That's again. I'm saying that's why he doesn't want to play that. Like yeah, gotcha. he's reading those uh, IMDb. Uh, no, I said like I didn't know that part, but I did uh, catch the 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 fact of he didn't want to play that one guy's poker hand, and then they referenced that like later. Gotcha. And you can't play somebody else's talking about life and death. Mm. Mikey, um, thoughts mm. on this one? Uh, the first one. Yes. Okay. Uh. I mean, I, this one I would have to say is probably my second favorite. It's the most rewatchable. I yeah. This is one of those where I was like, I could sit down and watch this anytime and, yeah. and enjoy it. Just it's also the most it. polished one on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Every shot is meticulously uh, framed and thought out. And uh, I'll tell you what, man when when he dies and starts and he comes back singing, <laughs> singing with the heart, that is that is that is a moment I will never forget. Yeah. Man. Is I the only ones thinking Looney Tunes at that? Yeah, point? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought it was great. The what's that guy's name? Tim Nelson. Tim, Tim Blake. Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I Are loved you him. Not and, to know. You got looked up right there. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. see, I'm doing that for effect. You know. Oh, I got oh. right, right, right. <laughs> no, see, now I'm busted. <laughs> I forgot how professional. Uh, was yes, I. yes. Of course, I got my uh, I Google here. All right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, Jared loves this it. This one also had some more of the. What I would think of is traditional experimental Coen Brothers shots, like in terms of the some of the camera shots. Some of the other segments didn't go as in depth with some of those tricky shots. Like mm-hmm. you have the shot from inside of the guitar, yeah, uh, and I love cool. how the sound changes when you're in there. That yeah. was my favorite part of that. Um, the shot with the mirror and stuff like where he's yep. explaining, um, and then just literally the way the camera. I love the way the camera pans when he takes his hat off. And he flips it, and you see the hole. But when he flips it back, you see a bloody hole. But he never, he yeah. never moves the camera. It's literally just the way because of where the camera is positioned. I thought yeah. that was genius. Um, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like you said. I feel like they threw. This one was so much more polished than everything else. They threw more at that first. Well, segment. I think th- it, the nature of the story that they're telling in the first one, um, adheres itself to that type of thing. Uh, none of the other segments need to be as meticulously framed or experimentally shot as that one does. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them just aren't as flashy of a story in general. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have to get to the traveling show at some point. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, which, funny enough, and we'll get to it, but when I was watching, I was like, this is the one that Nick's going to hate. <laughs> I hated it. We'll I, get you to know it. what? I didn't hate it, but we'll uh, get to it. All right, guys. You, let's, you uh, know me. I'll say that. I know you will. Let's uh, move to Pan Shot. Uh, this is the James Franco one. It's not what it's called. It's not what it's right? called. It's called Pan Shot to me. That's what I'm saying. I had to look them all up. It's like I wrote them down. Or something. Near Algodons. Oh. Uh, all right, so let me give you they my They should have called it Pan them. Shot. Yeah. yeah. First one's Pan called shot. Buster. Second one's called Pan Shot. <laughs> Pan Shot. Third one's called Traveling Show. Traveling Show. <laughs> I have the performer. Four is Gold with an exclamation point. I mean, you know Mine's Gold Digger. for you at the beginning of the movie, right? Five is masterpiece. Five is coach. Six. What? So hold on. Okay, so I guess we're going in order, which I disagree with, but whatever. All right, next one. Near Al Gadon's pan shot. Pan shot. Pan shot. Um, that dude coming out with pans on him and yelling <laughs> pan shot made my day. Yeah. That being said, 
not definitely not my favorite one. Yeah, it's my uh, favorite. Not real. Stuff. It's your is favorite. It? This one made yeah. me laugh really? so hard. Yes. Dude, I will. I'm with you dude. when that dude. The first dude, time he on. goes, bitch. Tell, I lost. Are it. you telling me that when he's sitting up there at that gallow and he looks That's over the guy, yeah, no, he goes, first he goes, time. First time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one kind of felt like it just had like two or three good lines. And then That's the what I'm saying. It like, was just kind of like, eh. This one had great I, moments, but the overarching story of it felt like, it felt fast for it one, felt, but it felt it like. It was just funny to me. Oh, I thought the part when he's, when the Indians attack and he's on that horse trying to make it not move forward. <laughs> yeah. The thing, especially how the further the horse is going for grass and stuff like that, I was like, this is genius yeah. stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. And then when that Indian chief goes know. up there, I don't and know what it was about that. Mm-hmm. Tries to scare uh, the horse. Generally, it just kind of fell flat with me. Now that being said, I still think it's great. Yeah, I would I, put this as my second favorite from the bottom. Uh, yeah, so Coach too. is my least favorite, and then this one. Well, yeah, you guys are all crazy. I don't know which no, one. I still loved it though. <laughs> I don't know which one would be my <laughs> least favorite. It Coach, I don't know which would be I my mine, least favorite. But uh, the, the mortal remains or near Algodones bank. So the the stagecoach or the hang, hanged man, um, one of those two. Shot. One of those two Hand is shot. my least favorite. I don't know if I can place which one is worse. really the mortal remains. Is- I liked it, but that's the thing I is like I liked all of them. I think. Okay, we'll come back to that one. I think the overarching like that one was fun to watch, Actually, but I, like I said, the story. Right? Some of the other ones I think had better self-contained stories. Um, and I enjoyed the yeah, stories. The dialogue was so good. It was good. I don't but, know. Anyway. Uh, that trapper was great, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, the in the in the in this oh. one, the when he goes up, by the way, and he asks if he's ever been robbed, and he goes, "Oh yeah, like twice." When he <laughs> talks, the way he talks about the two times before and how he like wounded the one guy and then had to take care of him, how annoying it was because mm-hmm. like the march, like, and then immediately after he pulls the gun out and then he tries to act scared, and I was like. Oh my gosh! This guy just went on a rant about how yeah. good he is at like when he's trying to get robbed. I, that's why I was like, "You better be." He's like, "I'm just gonna duck behind the." <laughs> it's like who lets him do that? Yeah. Um, I also really liked. I don't. This is one of those moments I can't explain why I like this part, but just before he's gonna die, he sees that pretty girl, um, in the blue dress, uh, looking up at him. What does he say to her? Says he just says like no, there's that's a, a there's a he's pretty like, there's girl a pretty or something, girl like, or something. Yeah. like it's something simple. something about that, but it, that it's the look on his face of kind of like I don't know I don't know what it is you know I to me I guess the first time I was I was thinking like it was his true regret because like right here is like some reason to go on living yeah and he doesn't have a chance but then also at the same time it's kind of like well at least I got to look at something pretty before I go kind of thing yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe it's both. Yeah. I like that one. Um, but I, I think we all agree it's it's one of the lesser I was ones. actually kind of shocked when he it's died. I thought he was going to get out of it. I That's thought, true. I forgot about that. We'll I thought the no, story yeah, yeah. that they were setting up there was that he was going to keep getting out of being hanged and like... <laughs> So like when he, I did wonder if that's when how he actually hear the crack, like you know, kind of thing, and it yeah. was over. I was like, oh, all right, all right, guys, so let's move on to traveling show. Not my favorite. Uh, this one mesmerized me. Um, from the moment that curtain opened and he was s- sitting there. Um, I mean, he was standing. Well, he definitely there. wasn't standing. Well, he was standing for what limbs? Can he you had. stand on a butt? I don't think. No, he, he was on his. He was on two two humps, man. Well, what I love about this one is, uh, you know, 
the first one's a singing cowboy thing, but this is a truly exper- experimental one. What I love about it is it's something you get if you're a very if you're a big fan of an author. Uh, a lot of good authors put out short story collections, and you get you'll get the experimental ones there. Um, you know, Stephen King. Some of my favorite stories he's ever written is in his uh, his shorter work. Uh, because he's allowed to just write a story about a finger coming out of a sink and that that that's it you know um here this is the type of story that if if this was a hour and a half long i would not like it i would be very annoyed with it but what i loved was the sparsity uh the refusal to give information in any way that is normal um it is strange. It is shot beautifully. Liam Neeson is wonderful. My desperation for the the man is he got, does he have a name? He's called think. the Orator, I think. The Orator. Oh, yeah. That's a great name for him. Um, I think I don't know what he's called in the credits, but that's what he's called on the side of the box, like on the side of the wagon that they paint. And His like Dudley Dursley. Yeah, yeah, that was Dudley. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even recognize him. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, when they go to the the house of ill repute, I yes. guess you'd say. Oh, oh, that scene is sad, man. Yeah, He's it's excruciating. Okay, you're getting to what I don't like about this. And by the way, I agree with everything you've said. It's just too hard for me to watch this, man. It's tough. It just grinds my heart into mud. I I can't take it. It just it makes me feel so stinking depressed, yeah. which I'm sure it's supposed to. Yeah. But I'm the kind of person who well, just I don't like. To me, like that. what was so depressing about it too is because when the when the thing first opens up, you don't know really anything about these two or their how their relationship is. So it's like you would just assume you're like, oh, these are two guys. They've you know each one is helping the other in a, in a certain way, and and they've become friends or they they they're surviving because of their you know their friendship, and then as like. Even the hint of it early on, whenever he's feeding him, and he gets a, you see the annoyance in like feeding him, but like, is it kind of so, is, as soon as I see feeding, my brain says going to the bathroom. Yeah, well, I mean, they have a and scene where I'm he's just, like, it's so disturbing to me, man. Yeah. I can't take it. Uh, I'm just saying, like you, the way that the I think what I think is genius about this one is how it unfolds to where without any conversation between the two people. A lot. You though. see the, you, a lot is said in the in the unsaid. Um, the way that the the performer, the orator, that he he knows what's going on. He knows that he's not as needed, but he still goes out and he performs because it's it's either that or something. You know, there's no he's not he cannot complain. There's no moment where you could tell he looks and you can tell he understands what's going on in multiple scenes. But he doesn't say a word of complaint because this guy is his only salvation to live. And he's doing everything he can to live. So it's like that moment when it's, you know, before they even get to the where he stops, when he sees the chicken. Oh, man, that is that is hard to watch because it's like this is the time. uh, It start. It's even before that. It's the, the time that he notices where Liam Neeson can't get anybody to put money in the Nobody hat. Donated. And even though he's still talking, the look of helplessness and desperation on his face as he's watching Liam Neeson walk back. I'm telling you, man, again, like this one's adherence to 
just providing nothing to the audience to grasp it's all onto. facial expressions and looks that like look by the way is a look i have at least once a week while i'm teaching math <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. i gotta keep going but this is not going you, well you get the kids interested if you do it with a chicken I'm man telling you man uh, all right so there's a, what do they call them the pythagorean poultry or <laughs> did they i yeah, didn't like, pick up on that's that awesome. so there was two moments when i was watching this uh this movie where i just the cohen brothersness Got to me. Uh, the first one is when he comes out. The when Buster Scruggs is dead and comes out singing with the harp. I was just like, only in a Coen Brothers yeah. film would something like this happen. the The other part of this movie that this happened is in this story when Liam Neeson goes over to that crowd that's screaming. The first time <laughs> that chicken hits the number twenty two. <laughs> I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, you know, I thought that this was going to the story was going to end with you know him killing him and then going to do the show and realizing that he got scammed by the other guy because like yep. the chicken won't do it. But they don't even go that route. They just have him ride away alone. Which another interesting note because Nick had watched this like a few days back or whatever. When I was we went back and skipped back to that scene. Yeah. Nick had in his mind imagined the, that the whole scene played out, that you literally saw him throw him off. The, uh, oh, really? I had to go back and watch it because I was like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, he threw, he threw, uh, actually, in my mind, he like pushed him off the cliff with his foot. Dude, my brain filled in that segment somewhere along the line. Interesting. So I, and then I was like, wait. Is that how it ended? So I went back to watch the end of that again. And I was like, oh, they don't show it at all. No, as a matter of fact, I believe the <laughs> final shot is Liam Neeson look has a like a he smiles at a very sort of nonchalant kind of like, hey, buddy. When he puts his hands behind his back to like try and uh, casually walk up. Yeah, so you don't see it at all, but in my mind, it had filled it in to where I saw that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Can I ask you guys a a, a question about okay. that segment though? Did did Liam Neeson really have to Test throw a rock off the bridge <laughs> in front of him. Yeah, yeah does right he? in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I close the curtain. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I understand why they did it from a making a movie thing. The only way I could really explain him doing that was that he wanted to make sure the river was deep enough. Dark, Which is sick, man. right? It's dark. I mean, I mean, makes me shiver. Yes. Imagine if he threw him. <laughs> he was just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That one mesmerized me. I, it's again, it's not my favorite one, uh, but it, it that one to me is the most distinct. Um, it's just disturbing. It is. I can't. I can't do this stuff like that. Any more thoughts on this one before we move to the next one? Mm. All right, let's move to gold. All gold canyon. The giant. Just called gold with an I call it pocket. Mike, yeah. thought it was a pocket. giant. I'm coming story. pocket. He explained that to uh, us earlier. You thought it was what? I thought he was a giant. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> as nonsensical <laughs> as it's, it's because the scene where he first walks into the valley, the tree next to him is really small. <laughs> He's as tall as a tree. We thought he was well, the whole no, time, or only no, in the no, beginning. No, just in the very beginning. Uh, okay. When, as soon as he right, walked in, I realized what was amazing. going on. But, Hey, no, no, but no, no, no. It was He's, the thing was uh, what what and it really wasn't just one tree. It was like the trees that were next to him all were like about his height. So I just kind of assumed Did you say height? 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 Yeah. That's what I said. You're, you're thinking I said width. height. You're thinking width. No, yeah, that's <laughs> I'll say this. Mikey yeah. went and showed us the scene to be like, see? And we're like, no. 
Like when they're just no, saying that. They I, both knew I, I it. They just it didn't say it. There's a, I can small almost tree. They There's one it. small tree. They, they did it too. And so did you. No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no you did point too. did no. I think uh, this was a story about a giant. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like Paul Bunyan, you know. I could see that part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He did have like an ox or something, a horse. I don't know. Yeah, this gold this way that is presented in this story? Uh, I yeah, I think so. Does what you say? Uh, it runs in veins. I think there is probably. I don't know. I didn't do the research, but um, I can't really tell you why exactly. But this is one of my favorite ones. I know. I love be. this. Um, one. Uh, the, has anyone else panned for gold? I never have. No, have you? but you know what? Actually, I took can get a, a free stock. Took a trip with my grandpa. We went gold panning. Free stock. Oh, nice. That's one of my happiest memories. Yeah. Remember Bill Vegas's day? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sold all their stuff and was going to uh, go pan for gold. Okay, that's a whole other story. Um, Sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> coincidentally enough, right now in school, I'm teaching my kids about westward expansion. So we've covered the topics of why do that just show them ballad of buster uh, scrubs i'm man. thinking yeah. about it man uh, yeah. if it wasn't so ultra violent yeah. uh so we've cut co- we were talking a lot about painting for gold and uh the oregon trail and things so mm-hmm. this fits right in man yeah i think i could probably show it to him right okay yep. anyway you got it um yeah i don't know i really like this one i like the way the guy talks to himself i like I'm coming for you, Pocket. I like that. Whether or not it's real, like you're saying, I don't know. But they did a really good job of letting you know what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're following him on this like journey to find gold. And you get a real sense of what it must have been like to just be alone somewhere doing this. Yeah. Only to find out you're not really alone. I think it's the most beautiful one. That, that valley gorgeous. that they're shooting in is unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I love this one. Yeah, I, I everything about this one. And then also just when my mind goes, yes, obviously, this is not a real human shot on the ground. This is an actor, so it's a lot easier to portray that. But but for, to take it how it is in the story, when he got shot like that uh, and then lays there as still and as quiet as he can, I did not think he was alive. So it's like yeah, I'm telling you what when he jumps as soon up, as you oh. see that guy, it's a roller coaster ride of like he's dead. He's not dead. He's yeah. gonna die. He's not yeah. gonna die. Yeah, Dude, it's pretty when, great. When he pops back up at the right moment. And <laughs> it attacks that guy. Me. I was like, yeah, I was excited too. But there was a couple moments in this that I was just like, whoa, because <laughs> he's so. I mean, it's not just like oh, I got shot. He got shot. In the, in the in gut, the gut, like one yeah. of the most painful places you could possibly be shot. Yeah, and 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 the, just like the determination, because you all—it's just—it speaks of that guy's character. That guy is a from the get-go and just the story in general, a determined guy. Yeah, like he is all about one focus and getting something done. So it's like when I, when my mind realized that he had been laying there playing possum for that long, I was yeah, like, this. I was like, this. That's amazing. Uh, the scene when they have their little shootout in that mud hole, that thing was unbelievably well done. Um, and I'm with you. I thought he was dead too. So the, the violent turn that that partakes was so visceral for me. I, I, this is not my favorite one either. Um, but it is very distinct again. Again, this is the type of storytelling that you're not going to normally get to see from a favorite filmmaker. Um, it's so sparse. The fact that there's only two characters in this entire thing and not one, they don't talk to each other ever, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, don't I forget the bird. This. Well, 
Yeah. Yeah, the bird was in there, too. What about kind Pocket? Of. Pocket. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pocket, pocket, I guess, counts, too, right? Come before four. Pocket. Um, yeah, I don't That's know. That's what a short film should be. Yeah. You know, if, if, it, if it could be a whole movie, then it shouldn't be a short film. Sure. Do you know what is funny about that, too, is when that kid kill, uh, shoots him, you know, doesn't kill him, thinks he's killed him, and he's holding that gun on him for so long. As a movie-going watcher, I'm just sitting in that moment going, come on, kid, you're being a little excessive here. You can put the gun down now. Like, I literally was basically calling him, in my mind, an idiot of, like, yeah, you did your cowardly deed, but are you so scared you got to hold the gun on him for, like, a minute? I was like, dude, the dude's dead. Just take your stuff. I want to, you know. And then when he bounced back up, I was like, oh, no. Holy, he did it. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, great uh, one. I thought it was great. Any other thoughts on this one? Yeah, I That's love it, good. but there's not yeah. that much to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Guy yeah. finds yeah. gold, guy gets shot for gold. We get it. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll move to the one I call Masterpiece. This one is by far and above my yeah, favorite one. It's called one. The Gal Who Got Rattled. Masterpiece. My favorite, too. Um, yeah. uh, and by the um, way, when I say favorite, it's my favorite it's one, there. it's my favorite by far. This is really? truly It's my favorite story, yeah. and I love the segment. I think, as, as in terms of joy from watching it, the first one, The Ballad of Buster Shrugs, is, is my favorite in that sense. But in terms of the story from start to finish that you present and the journey that it takes me on, uh-huh. this is absolutely my favorite. All right. So three I out of four. I definitely not that. have predicted that me and you had the same favorite. Uh, dude, this, hmm. this one is so good. So great, right? Uh, Mikey, thoughts on this one first? Um, I, I liked it. I liked uh, President Pierce. Mm. Thought that whole uh, the the whole story with the dog. Um, dog. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't really a lot about this one I didn't like. I definitely liked the shootout with the uh, the Indians. Shootout and, the and then the, so well. In the end, oh how my calm goodness. that and guy is. Like the whole with her. Well, and what's so interesting about the the way that this one unfolds is that character has shown truly no personality yes. the whole time. Then you get but, it. But he's been This is up. his natural element. But yeah. it's also, yeah. you have this other character that you've come to respect. Yep. It's the, the, the storytelling technique that we always talk about on here whenever I bring it up, about giving, some, giving weight to a character because another character that you've shown to respect respects that character. Yep. So that happens constantly in here where he always talks about, oh, man, he's... Oh, he's something, you know, and he, if he get if God gave people five sentences, he gave an extra one to, you know, <laughs> Mr. Arthur. Uh, by the way, another another scene that got me almost shouting at my TV was when you thought this guy was dead and he's about to get scalped and he shoots it in yeah. his yeah. face. Oh, oh cow. Yeah. And oh, then of course like, oh! my soul crushed by yeah. the realization That's of what so happened. Good, oh, that is the a beautiful, bittersweet ending. Well, yes. and to me, this one is the perfect short film because yeah. I think this this is this mini movie that is presented here is as good as anything I've ever seen. Yet the ending works perfectly for a short film. If I'd gone the whole journey of yeah, a film with this to have that ending, I would have been very upset. In a short film the way that it is, it is the perfect ending. Not only that, but my favorite part of the whole movie is the final shot. Of him coming over the 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 hill yep. and having mm-hmm. that guy start riding up. It's also and the that's picture the in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an image I will hold. Did you recognize me. who the that guy was? By the way, the the the, the I recognize him. But who so is he? so, uh, Mr. Nap, Billy Nap, Mr. Nap, mm-hmm. the one that proposes and is gonna you know, uh-huh. um, 
That's a, he, another another leftovers reference. That's uh, Meg's fiance from uh, the leftovers. Oh wow, that was a really small part. Yeah. Of leftovers. But that's yeah, but I couldn't that. figure out where I knew him. Yeah, from. I his thought face he was like, oh my, like, he must be some big actor because like. I, I know his face so well, and it's okay. literally just because I'm so obsessed with the leftovers that like his small part in a couple episodes or whatever of the leftovers. All I can say is that stupid little dog got them all killed. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Swanson's right. Any dog under 50 pounds is a cat. Cats <laughs> are useless animals. <laughs> uh, one more little thing I'd like to talk about with this one is uh, the beginning with the lady who's very concerned about getting the food and doesn't want to take it off that other lady's plate. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is beyond weird and funny <laughs> to me. Eric, thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I love this one. Um, like I said, this one was, to me, the most complete story. Yeah. Um, and I loved every bit of it. Um, even the slow parts where it's just them talking or riding on the trail, like there was just something mesmerizing about it. The characterization of the two... The back history with the brother. It, this this one's a, a even just the weird man. side stuff of like the the, the storyline of the 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 helping hand kid yeah. that that may be you know overestimating what he was said he was going to pay like just everything about there was so much crammed into this little bit. I thought it was like awesome, and then I love the proposal the, scene too. Oh uh, yeah. Uh. The way that it ends, like it's just it's an ice it's 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 the icing on the cake. But I'm not saying it's a happy ending, obviously. But I'm just saying the way that that story ends is so bittersweet that it's just like because because you're so excited that they oh they survived like our character yeah. survived and then like and it makes perfect sense from her perspective. Yep. Yeah. And 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 you want to blame the guy because the guy the thing is the guy is he's doing when he's doing that moment to tell her like look she she didn't want to do it and he's like look you don't understand what is going to happen to you, you need to be ready to pull this trigger. So he has to psych her up so much to get ready to do it. that. But he but he does say, it's not over till I say we're licked. Yeah. And at that moment, though, everybody, well, viewer, everyone thought it was over. Yeah. I thought this was going to be... I had forgotten, because all the, all the quotes at the beginning are quotes that happened or some or events that happen later. Yeah. But I had forgotten what this one was. So had I remembered that, I might have thought, oh, okay, they make it back from that. I forgot. What was the quote at the beginning? Uh, it was something like Mr. he wasn't sure what he would tell Mr. Yeah, Mr. the guy Ar- she was in love with. Mr. Arthur was not sure what he would tell Billy Nash. And it was that uh, scene of him walking up over the hill, which I did so remember, good. which is weird because I don't think I, except for the pan shot guy, yeah. I don't think I really paid much attention to him. But this one I did, and I kept thinking, well, it can't end here. Well, what I kept thinking was going to happen is I thought, okay, she is going to get taken away, and then he's going to ride out and try, but we're not going to see maybe if he saves her or not. But like, um, that's what I thought was going to happen, and then it's it was like I said when it, the way that it ends, I was just like, oh, oh it's a Shakespearean type tragedy. Yeah, it is it's so great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. So, Unless anybody has anything to say about this one, even even so, I'll say this for a movie or for for a segment. Um. Where you know each of the segments ha- didn't have much time for character. Uh, I think growth. this one is significant. Character longer. growth. It is a little it bit is. longer, it but, for, like but I'm saying like most of the segments, you know, you don't you don't have like much character development or character growth, whatever. Like to watch her start to come out of her shell as yep. the story progressed, only to mm. have it wasted. Like I don't, I don't. that um, final shot, man, of him going over the the rise to meet yeah. that guy. I, that again, well, the, I, that the saddest, sticks. The with saddest me. part about that is. 
that guy did that in that moment because that he felt like that was his last chance to yeah. not end up like that guy. I, I'm telling you, man, it's and, so beautiful. And and that guy <laughs> who, by the way, like has been told that and you know he didn't say, hey, I don't want to end up like you, but he's just so, so cold about it. Like to most of the thing where you're like, oh, this guy either doesn't care, or doesn't want to show any emotion, or whatever. You can genuinely tell that this guy feels bad that he has to now tell this guy like because he he's just like, yeah, you know, you're gonna end up like me, <laughs> you know, like because he's not gonna yeah. phrase it like that, yeah. but. He doesn't want his friend, even though he won't admit that they're friends, to end up the way that his life, I guess, has ended up. But. Oh, great so one. good, man. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, that actually brings us to the end. Uh, we've already discussed the final one. The Mortal Remains. Yep. The, yeah, which uh, was coach. probably one of the best ones. Mm. Definitely. It was definitely one of the most distinctive mm. ones. Yeah. I'll have Very to go good. back and watch I would it. say that overall, though, this anthology series seems to flow and fit together better than any other one, I think, because I've ever it's seen. it's one person. It's all it's one director. Well, it's or well, set of directors. The brothers, you know, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Ag- agreed. But it also kind of feels like every other anthology movie I've seen felt like they needed to do something with short movies. Well, and here's another problem um, with anthology films. Yeah, most anthology films are um, a lot more. There's usually a lot more segments than there are here, and then on top really? of it, okay. Most of this one had a lot. Like Paris J to me. I guess I was like, it is. thinking of four rooms. Par- it's by the way, it's Paris Jetem. 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 Well, basically, what I was going to say is, normally most anthology films have one big director and then a bunch of little ones. Little like ones. Aspiring. And so there's, the, it's a bunch of people who wouldn't be able to get a big thing off the ground, but they're trying to make a card for so themselves. Just be one. And then they segment. have one big one to try and get you to go see the movie. Gotcha. Um. This one is two people at the top of their game who have no need to do anything that they don't want to. Mm. So, all right, guys, I say we close the book on uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I absolutely loved it, so I'm glad that we did this one, Nick. Uh, You're welcome for another you. great Nick. That's pick. right, Eric. It is your pick for this every week, time. man. I've never uh, picked. How do you follow up a like Coen Brothers masterpiece <laughs> with another Coen Brothers movie? With another Coen Brothers masterpiece. Which one are we We're watching The Big Lebowski. Fair enough. I was wondering if this was going to be picked pretty soon. It just came on, by the way. I noticed it. We didn't do The I Big Lebowski. I had to check. Yeah, I don't think we did. I thought we, we did it too. <laughs> we, we were going to do it for one of our substitute ones, but we never ended up getting it. We never did, huh? Yeah. <gasps> That I, I would have put money down that we did this I, one too. I had to check. I, I, I even Where double checked you? using Jared's phone before we started this wow. podcast. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. So the Big Lebowski will be our movie for next week. And until then, cue it up. I look through.